Good evening, everyone, and welcome to. Oh, I've, I've balled up already. <laughs> oh Lord! Start oh, again. Start right again. I don't even know what I was going to say. Oh, good evening, people. Um, right, I might have to edit that a bit. Uh, good, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Crystal Palace Women's Show. Brought to you as always by uh, Eagle Eye View, myself, Mike, and my co-host Phil. Do you know what? I might leave it in for the crack. To be honest with you, I think you should. Uh, I think it's better like that. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know what I was going to say in the end. Um, so, yes, welcome to the show. Uh, Phil, I, I don't know, I know you're there. Uh, how you doing, mate? I'm okay. I, I mean, to be honest, you know, after yesterday when I was singing Demi Demi when Natalia was in goal, I don't think you can be, do anything more embarrassing than that, Mike, so don't worry too much. That's true, it's true. But you didn't mention the wrong number for her, so, you know, <laughs> yeah. as we allegedly did on Sunday, which wasn't true. Uh, so... <laughs> We can't all be perfect, eh? Um, <laughs> right, so uh, tonight's show, um, we've got a double header uh, in terms of game reviews, as we had two trips to Kent, uh, one in the league, one in the Conti Cup. Um, it's going to be weird because it's going to be a bit of deja vu, I think, <laughs> um, between, you know, the uh, with our reviews on them. Um, I will... I'll apologise now. Uh, still running on a bit of emotion and stuff from last night, so I will be very honest in my opinion on it. Um, you know, I think you know it's football, so uh, we have to do what we've got to do. So uh, yes, yeah, so we'll be reviewing the two games against London City, um, and then we'll be looking ahead to Sunday South London derby, uh, top of the table clash. Technically, I mean Sunderland are sandwiched in there between us. Um, but we welcome the the clowns to the VBS top of the table, Charlton and their uh, horde of penalties uh, come down um, in a must-win game for us. Um, of course, they're apparently now 101 days unbeaten in the in all competitions, despite losing last night. Yeah. Um, as you as you so rightly pointed out earlier, um, so the one day un, unbeaten. Well, none, no, she, yeah, anyway. So, um, right, so that is tonight's show. If I can get through it without making any more mistakes, which I can't guarantee. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. You got, we've got, oh, no, you, got, you had the um, the fab, didn't you? I know there's yeah. not much to report back in it, but obviously between, after we've done the reviews, before we do the preview, uh, if you want to speak a little bit about the fab, yeah. by all means, please do. Um. With that said, we will... Anything else you want to add, Phil, before we kind of get down to business, really? No, just just in case people are wondering what the 101 days is uh, is about, Charlton put out a tweet today saying they're 101 days unbeaten and they lost last night, which is ridiculous. So I don't think any mistake we make today during this pod will be as bad as that one. So there you go. <laughs> I, meant, I meant reply on it earlier, actually, and I forgot. I might have to squeeze that in before the end of the day. Um, it would be better if we actually really screwed it up on Sunday for them. But, you know, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So, uh, first and foremost, as always, uh, I like to run through the results from the weekend and the league table. Of course, it was the return of the championship, which uh, but there hadn't been a fixture since the 17th of December. Um, so, this was the first round of league fixtures. So, as always, these days, I'll uh, bring out the Paul's panel voice. 
uh, as I run through the results from the Sunday. So if you're ready, the Barclays Women's Championship, Charlton Athletic 3, Blackburn Rovers 2, Lewis 1, Durham 1, Reading versus Birmingham City postponed, home win. London City nil, Crystal Palace two, Southampton three, Watford nil, Sunderland three, Sheffield United nil. So those were the results from the weekend. Um, it was a good good weekend for both you and I, Phil, and in particular league. We uh, we were the top scorers at the points. Um, so this is what it's done to the league table. So. Charlton uh, are back top. They've got 26 points from 13 games. Sunderland are then second. They are, they've got 25 points from 13 games. We've moved one up, up one place because of Birmingham not playing to third with 24 points from 12. Southampton are fourth with 24 points from 13. Birmingham went from first to fifth for, with 23 points from 12. Then you've got uh, sixth, a dirty Durham, eighteen points from thirteen. So there's a five point gap between fifth and sixth. Then you got Blackburn, uh, the seventh, fifteen points from eleven. So I've got a couple of games in hand there for them. Um, then you got Sheffield United, at eighth, fourteen points from twelve. Uh, the ninth, London City, twelve points from thirteen. Tenth for Reading, eleven points from eleven. 11th are Lewis, 8 points from 12. And 12th for Watford, with 6 points from 13. So, uh, not much change. Just everyone shuffled up one at the top, really. And that was about it. But, I mean, it's so tight at the top. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, really. Well, just look at the bottom. I mean, I mean, Lewis were winning, weren't they? Until right at the end, Durham equalised really late on. Um, otherwise, Lewis would have been on 10 points. So they've only been a point behind Reading and two behind London City. Um, so it's got a potential down there. Oh, I think Watford, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're five points adrift of Reading, having played two games more than them. Um, it's looking bleak for them. Lewis are starting to show signs that maybe they could claw their way out of it. I still think it's going to be very hard for them, but. Reading and London City do look vulnerable. Um, so, you know, it is, it is possible. You never know. Um, but, yeah, that's the league table, Phil. I mean, any thoughts? Yeah. Well, at the bottom, I think that was a massive last-minute goal that they conceded, Lewis. I mean, they need to, you know, they need to win their home games, don't they? And um, so that was crucial, I think. Uh, but, you know... You never know in that in that division because anyone can beat anyone on their day. I think you know. I mean, I know the top five are sort of moving away from everyone else, but you know, it's um, there's still some there's still some results in there that will surprise us as the season goes on. I'm sure. Whether or not Lewis, I think you're right. Watford are probably they've got too much to do now. Whether or not Lewis can get, they need a run of games. Really, they need to pick up points in you know in two or three games where they win a couple and then maybe get seven points out of nine or something that gives them a chance. But uh, I just don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that's gonna be um, if that's gonna be something they've got enough to do. You know, enough play. They've got the sort of players to do that really. But 
At the top, yeah, I mean, Birmingham going from first to fifth because the other four won. I mean, that just shows how tight it is, you know, just one week when, when they didn't play because their game was postponed because of food poisoning. And it and it meant every, every, well, the other four won. So um, it was just, um, yeah, it, it's so tight. I mean, it's incredible, really. It'll, I'd be amazed if it doesn't go to the last game of the season when we were at home to Sunderland. And um, I will, I'll be amazed um, if it doesn't go to that to that last weekend. But um, it looks like the top five are away, and it's just uh, a matter of who who, who finishes the season strongest now. Um, Birmingham's winning the cup yesterday. I know we're going to talk about the cup later, but they they've just got they've still got the strongest squad, um, and they can cover for injuries more than probably anyone. We. Found, well, we'll talk about it, won't we, later. But, we, um, you know, whether or not we can keep going, I hope we can because I think we've had a brilliant season. We've scored so many goals. I mean, the number of goals we've scored is we've just outscored everyone. So I just hope we can keep it going. But, yeah, the league table is so tight and it and it will move around a lot now between now and the end of the season, I'd imagine, as well. So I really want us to get our game against Sheffield United out of the way at some point. Still no news on that because I think, you know, if we can get those... that. Those extra, if we win that and get those extra three points, that just changes everything a little bit. We always seem to be chasing, don't we? We've not been top yet, you know, since I think the second weekend or something. But I think um, if we can get that Sheffield United game and we can win that, I think then, you know, it'll just mean we're not chasing all the time. We're always sort of, we always seem to be chasing everyone else. So um, hopefully we'll hear soon when that, when that game's going to be played. I'd imagine they're waiting for. Us to be not take the FA Cup. Um, yeah. Looking at it, you've got the first available date because I think it'll end up being a weekend because um, I know travelling midweek for Sheffield United is a bit of a an issue. So I mean, the first weekend really you're looking at is the 25th of February, um, unless that's an international. Uh, and then the next one would be the 10th of March. I don't know whether there's internationals or not, but there's they're the first two. They're the only two available weekends we've got between now and that we're then into April. So, um, yeah, it might not be for a while that game. So I imagine they're waiting for the FA Cup to to come to an end for us, um, and then and then they'll announce that game. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think they're just waiting for the uh, to see what happens in the cup as well. Um, but it'd be good to get it get it in the diary and get that game done because um, it would mean that if we can win that, it would put pressure on other teams, you know, because they'll be, be, they'll be chasing up, you know, if they slip up. We, so I just think, you know, I just think, you know, the, it just gives us, gives, I think it just gives everyone a bit of a boost if we're right up, you know, right at the top of the table. And, um, uh, but yeah, let's see what happens. But I think it's so tight, it's going to, you know, anything could happen to be honest, couldn't it? So just have to wait and see, I suppose, what, um, uh, what what the season brings us, but uh, we've got you know we've got a transfer window. Things could change with that. We could lose players. We could get some new players. Really difficult to pinpoint what, how it's all going to go until we know what the squad's going to look like for the rest of the season. Really. Yeah, I mean it's the. I'll be honest with you. You say about it going to the last day, which which you could very well do. But on the flip side of that, not to be the negative ninny, but it could kind of the next week could kind of decide it for us because we play Charlton on Sunday and then Southampton away the next Sunday. So 
you know, if you're realistic, you lose to Charlton. If you lose to Charlton on Sunday, we're five behind them, granted with a game in hand. If you then lost to Southampton, I think that'd be it. I think, it, it, you know, I, I think the way that everyone's playing up there in this stage of the season, are you going to claw back a seven-point deficit? I think it'd be very, very hard to. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, if we, I mean, I'll, I'll take four points. I bet I'll take three points from Charlton and a point at Southampton. I'll yeah, be happy same with here. that. Same here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, we can't afford to lose both. I think yeah, and with we, and with the Chelsea game c- coming up, you know, we we've just got we, you know we've got we could be out of everything in three weeks' time. You know, after after such a promising season. So um, yeah, we need to definitely get something on 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 Saturday and. Um, uh, and then try and get something at Southampton. Tough place to go to get something at, at St Mary's, but yeah, we're going to have to try and we're going to have to try and do do better than we have done against Southampton previously. Really, yeah, definitely. Right. So if you go, let's take a focus our attention onto Sunday. So the first of our two trips to Kent, uh, as we took on London City in the league. Uh, as you say, it was the first league game of the year, and we. You know, as we say now, it, you know everyone's winning up there, so you just got to keep winning. And um, so the lineup for the game: uh, Demi Lambourne was in goal. Uh, it was the usual back four: Kirsten Ryan at right back, Fliss Gibbons at left back, with Hayley Nolan and Amy Everett in the centre. Then the midfield saw the one change, which, which we talked about before that we'd like to see. So uh, Lexi Potter came in into the holding role, and then you had uh, Sinead and Annabelle Blanchard in front of her. Then up front. Uh, you had Moles on the left, Sibs with her first league start of the season on the right, and Husey down the centre. So that was the lineup. Uh, we did win the game 2 0. Uh, Haley after 21 minutes and Husey on 92. Uh, Phil, as always, I will uh, hand over to yourself, first of all, for the for your, your view of the game. Well, we started really well. Um, I thought we dominated the first half, you know, and um, the first goal was, yet again, another great corner from Fliss. Um, and uh, Hayley got on the end of it, great header, uh, got up higher than everyone else, buried it into the net, uh, all looking really good. Um, and we um, dominated. We looked really good. We knocked the ball about. We looked like a really good team first half. Um, deservedly in front at half time, and then in the second half they seemed to push up. Uh, and we'll talk about this again when we talk about the other game. But they just seemed to push up and put us a little bit more under. We didn't have the time at the back that we've been having. The good, the thing about it is when you've got when you've got when you've got Amy and Haley available at the back without any pressure, it means that if the midfield gets congested and you, uh, you, you we we can turn around and go back. And they've got time then, and then they can we can start again from the back. But when the other team push up like they did in the second half, like London City, basically every time we went back to our defenders, they were sprinting literally to close them down much more quickly than they did in the first half. And then suddenly, you know, we we can't play that way. We can't knock the ball around at the back. We haven't got, you know, or if if we do, you know, we're under pressure and the pass is over hit or under hit or given away. And we just put ourselves under pressure, you know. So what we need to do is we need to sometimes find a different way of playing when something, when the opposition make a change and they put, and and we can't play the way that we've been playing, 
we need to react with a with a change of our own. I don't think we did. We still tried to play that way, and we're playing ourselves into trouble, you know. Um, and it made the second half really difficult for us because they put us under a lot of pressure, and um, our, you know our passing fell apart, our confidence dropped, and and, it, and it, I think it was because they basically just pushed up an extra an extra five or ten yards, and it meant that. Um, Whenever we got, whenever we went backwards to sort of, you know, start again, because we do like, we, you know, if there's nothing on, we turn around and we go back to our central defenders or even back to Demi and we start all over again. But when they, when there's pressure on the ball, we can't, it's not, it's not as easy as that. And we need to find a different way. When you've got Hughesy up there, you can go long, but you can't go over the top. Not, in, not unless it's, wide to someone like a Raya or Moles or someone with a bit more pace but Musey hasn't got the pace to go over the top in down the middle so sometimes we try and play a bit longer and Musey uh, uh, you know if he goes over Musey that's it because he's not got the pace to get on it it will run through to the keeper generally anyway but we what we what we struggle with is we struggle to um, play that play the way we like to play with the ball, go, you know, turning around, going back, starting again, you know, go through the midfield. If there's nothing on, OK, we don't mind going back. Very patient. Um, but what we've got to do is change the way we play when we're under pressure. We cannot start playing the ball at the back or playing those little balls into midfield when they're pressing us because you can't afford to lose a ball on the edge of your own box. And that's what we seem to be doing. So um, I don't know. I don't know how we can change. We've got to be learn to be able to change the team around or the way we play around when that happens. And we might have to go a little bit longer. We might have to because we can't, you know, if, if the ball's not on, you shouldn't be playing it around at the back when you're under pressure with, with the other team pushing up. So um, and that press, you know, it, it changed the game. You know, we couldn't get out for long periods in the second half. Um, but then, you know, when you've got someone like Husey on the pitch, you've always got a chance of a goal because, of course, she's always there, isn't she? She's always in the right place and she's just scored so many goals. So even though the second half we struggled a little bit to, to play our normal game, mainly because of the way they came out, they looked like a completely different team, London City, second half, um, uh, we still managed to have enough you know we 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 managed to get a second goal shame it wasn't a bit earlier because we could have relaxed a bit but it, you know when you've got Husey out there she's she's likely to get something for you at some you know give her a chance so I thought we deserved it I thought the first half performance we looked a really really good team um uh but yeah second half was a bit uh scrappy and we couldn't really get our rhythm and, and, and play the way we wanted um but yeah I mean you just got a it's, at this moment of the season, you just got to pick up the points, and, and it's a brilliant three points. You know, London City were not a bad team. I think their position in the table, I don't think that really reflects the team. That they, I mean, they look they look better than that when they when they played the way they did in the second half. They looked a better team than with their league position. But we, you know, we've just got um, we just got goals, and we're always likely to score. And the, and set pieces this season have just been off the scale. I mean. It's not only the goals from corners and free kicks, but we've had so many that we could have scored more. That they've been so good and they've just sort of so close to getting to getting goals in other occasions when we haven't. So um, whenever we get a corner, I always think we've got a chance because we just so we're just we you know it's, we've never 
in in the years gone recent years gone by we haven't really scored that many goals from set pieces but this season it's just been they clearly worked so hard on them to get them right um and and it's been brilliant and so we've always got a chance when you can when you can score from set pieces like we well, like we seem to do um I need to I need to go back through all the goals of the season and see how many have come from set pieces or because even Annabelle scored a couple of free kicks direct or hit the bar and then we scored from a rebound or something. So um, I'd love to go back. I might if I get a chance, I'm going to try and analyse all our goals to see where most of them come from. Um, there will be some that come from mistakes. I think Watford away, I think two of the three goals were probably their mistakes more than anything. But most of the goals we scored have just been through our brilliant play. And um, a lot of them are down to Fliss. I mean, she's just so good on those set pieces. So, yeah, um, scrappy second half, you know. Um, but the three points was all important. Um, and, I'm, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought I thought there, there were spells in the game where we looked a really, really good team. Um, so and the you know we create a really good atmosphere there as well. Credit to the to the to the Palace fans there. We took quite a lot there, and it was a really you know it was a really um, we got we got behind the team really well. So that was pleasing as well. Um, yeah, what did you make of it? There's the question. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's there's a phrase I'm going to use a lot on this podcast: Jekyll and Hyde. That is. Kind that is what we are this season. We are a Jekyll and Hyde team. First half, that first half an hour, we were so dominant. <laughs> we were literally past the ball. We just moved the ball around with ease, unchallenged. At, you know, halfway up our half, and then it was just try, moving the ball into their half and, and attacking. And then they would clear it, and then we just start again. You know, but we were we were just dominating. And if we, you know, and we got, but the problem was, was we weren't really having many efforts from goal. Um, and we got the goal, we got one the up, and you're thinking, right, here we go. We kick on now. And at half time, it's nil nil. And by the time we got to half time, we just started the last 10 minutes of it, just started letting uh, London City into the game. They were just starting to get forward a bit, having a bit of the ball, and um, you know, you could kind of see we were just, you know, we we hadn't made the most of our dominance. In fact, is at half time, neither keeper had made a save. Uh, the only on target effort was Haley's goal. Uh, that was it. For all our dominance, we'd had one effort on target. And then the second half, we came out. London City pushed early, but we actually then got on the front foot and we had a flurry of corners. And on, I think this is the second one of them. The ball came to Kirsten Riley at the back post, and she's like a yard out. She's pretty much on the line, and she just she heads it. You're expecting to nod it in, and their and their keeper, Hermione Cole, comes somehow makes a save, and he goes for another corner. And from that moment on, we disappeared for a long spell. All of a sudden, they push forward. It's like they they couldn't believe that they're they're still in this game, and they push forward, and they start causing us problems. And we started being loose with the ball. The passing wasn't great. Our clearances weren't as good. We weren't finding the space. You know, once a team puts pressure on us and starts to take a grip of the midfield, we look all over the place. You know, I've said it several times this season. It's all about that midfield. Uh, when When it's on top, we dominate. And when it gets 
overrun, we, we capitulate. The only thing was, was for all the play they started having in the second half, the problems, and we were creating a lot of our own problems. Um, a lot There's a lot of final balls that just were poor final balls after great build-up play. And, you know, in the second half, it was poor clearances and stuff like that. They were putting the pressure on ourselves. But through it all, I think they only had one, Demi only had to make one save. Um, they had a few shots wide over the bar. Um, but in the end, yeah, there's some good blocks and stuff. But Demi only had to do one save out of it. That was kind of the saving grace of it. Um, and then we kind of push down the other end again, and you know we get we get the second, and it, it, it's scrappy, the, the the ball in, and it's it's Kai Arthur gets gets the header down, and then Hughesy does what Hughesy does best, that fox in the box, and she scores, and we go two nil, um, and all of a sudden then we look like we were going to score again, you know, there's only a couple of minutes left at that point, but it suddenly looked like we were going to get a third. We suddenly just we turned on, um. And you just think, you're sitting there thinking, why have we done this earlier? And that's the thing. If we'd have got 2-0 in that first half, and I'll be saying this again later on when we talk about last night's game, if we got 2-0 in that first half, we win that game 4-0, 5-0, I reckon. But we don't. And then we let the team back into the game. And I'm not going to go too much into it because I'm, once we've reviewed the two games, it's kind of a, a point piece that I want to put forward. Um, so I won't I don't repeat myself. Um but you know, and it was we made the subs at half since we went off a half time for Araya. Um but it wasn't really until um Shauna came on and she did the same thing she did against Blackburn, where she came on and she had that drive to scrap and push and you know, get us forward and it wasn't always pretty at times. It wasn't like the cleanest thing, like she picked up the ball and rounding six players, but she was pressuring and winning the ball, making them lose it. She would get in the ball driving at a player, and sometimes she, they might get a tackle in, but where she's going for it, she's she's in, you know, still coming out with the ball. And she gave us that imp- the momentum back and the impetus back, and, um, you know, kind of dragged drug us, dra- us back out of it again. Um, but it was, you know, in the end, it, it was only like our second league clean sheet of the season, I think. Um, you know, and it's three points, and at this stage, you could argue, you know, three points is key. Um, so in all that aspect, you know, excellent. But you can't ignore the fact of we didn't, once again, didn't convert our dominance in the first half and into more than one goal. And in the second half, our performance massively dropped off uh, and nearly cost us, nearly cost us. Um as you say, I thought, you know, we had the flags up. I mean, trying to move those flags at half time. The wind down the other end was ridiculous. Um, but we had a good crowd there. Good singing, really noisy, good atmosphere from us. Unsurprisingly, I mean, there's there's people there. There's more people there that were non-Palace than there was when we played them last season. But, I mean, it's, it's like, I mean, there was not a peep came out of them, despite claims by someone online afterwards that they were really loud. Not a single peep came out of anyone that was non-Palace there. You know, it's it's like people have walked by and they've been told there's a game once, so they've just popped in to see it. Um, really it's weird. So it was, if without us, it, it's silence. So, you know, I thought it was great atmosphere. Um, and, you know, as you say, the key thing is we've got the three points out of it. We've moved up a place in the table. We're still in contention going into a big week league-wise. 
Um, but there were there were alarm bells there that we knew we would need to pay attention to, given that we were going back there again four days later. You know, it was, you know, the dominance on one side of it and then the complete about turn on the other side of it. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I felt it went. Yeah, it was um, a game of two halves, um, as they say. Yeah, it was uh, it was really incredible um, turnaround, really. They came out a different team. Uh, I think they, you know, I think they, obviously, the manager there, um, wouldn't have been happy with the way that they played in that first half and really gave them a rocket probably and they did come out really on the front for puts under pressure um, which we managed to withstand um, uh, and, and managed to get a second goal but yeah I mean it's um, that save that you mentioned from Kirsten Kirsten's he- um, sort of downward header I think it was um, right on the right at the post um, I watched it back on uh, the on the uh, FA player. And it didn't look as good as it was from behind the gut. It was a brilliant save. It didn't looking at it on that video, it doesn't do it justice. It was an incredible save. I mean, it was a really, really good save. Um, and uh, you're right, it's from that moment onwards, they probably felt maybe this is our day, you know. Um, and uh, and 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 it and we just for 20 minutes after that, we just looked all over the place really until we managed to, to sort of get snatch a second goal near the end, but. Yeah, it was just um, yeah. We're still we're still in, we're still not playing as well as we did at the beginning of the season. I don't think, and we're still inconsistent within games. You know, even even if we're playing well, we don't play well for long for most of the game. We play well for spells. Um, you've mentioned before that sometimes at home we can that gives us enough to get two or three goals. You know, but we can't we can't get we can't get away with that away from home, and we have to be more consistent with our play away from home because. If you go down to Southampton, for example, and play, if we play like we did in the second half on sun, last Sunday, then there's no coming back from that. They'll just demolish us, you know. So we need to, um, we need to, yeah, we just need to play more consistently well during the game rather than switching off or, you know, I don't know what it is. I just can't put my finger on it, but I don't think we react to changes the other team make. I don't think we react. I don't think we've got anything... We, you know, when we just try and carry on playing the same way, and if the other team, you know, uh, work out what what we what we're doing, and they try and put a stop to it, we don't have any other. We don't seem to to have any other way, you know. And um, so that's my concern, really. I just think that we, we, we're we're quite easy to work out. If, I don't think there's any surprise when you play Palace. You know what you're going to come up against. You know where the threat is. And, you know, I mean, obviously some teams are not good enough to be able to do anything about it. So we might beat them quite convincingly. But if teams get it right and make it hard for us, we don't really seem to have another way of playing to change that. We still try and play the same way, um, even if we're putting ourselves under pressure by doing that. And and that's what happened in the second half. And But you're right. I mean, the three points were crucial and we've done a double over them and uh, with an 8-1 aggregate league league scoreline which is pretty impressive against London City let's face it for years and years they've been one of the teams at the top of the table um, so um, can't argue with that 6-1 and 2-0 I mean brilliant results um, but yeah there's signs there there's still the signs that we're fantastic 
um, but not consistent enough and um, not we're not generally playing as well as we did earlier in the season. Maybe that's sometimes something to do with the pitches being a little bit not, you know, I don't, I mean, that pitch at London City is pretty decent, but maybe, you know, the wear and tear of the pitches means that, you know, it's not, it's not the surface that we've, we had earlier in the season, but that, that shouldn't make that much difference. I mean, you know, generally the, the, the quality of pitches now, nowadays are really good. So, I don't know what the answer is, but we just need to really concentrate and focus and make sure that we um, have some more consistency within the 90 minutes because you can't you can't switch off for 15 minutes. You're going to get punished in this league. So um, luckily we got away with it on Sunday, but we won't con- we won't continue to get away with it. Um, and we did it at Sunderland away as well, you know, where we just we just lost that second half, lost the midfield battle. A lot of it is when we when they when 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 either a team puts an extra player in midfield and we lose that midfield battle, or they push up on our back four, which means that we um we can't we haven't got the time that we've normally got at the back to sort of there's always an outlet when you go back to Amy. But if you if there's pressure, um then that makes it much more difficult to do that. So I you know, I don't know, we've got to think about how to work around that because Teams will work us out and they'll know. I mean, that Southampton game at Sellers was a prime example where they basically just put three plays on the edge of the box. We still tried to play out, got caught, and then they scored. And, you know, and and you, you just you you would just think that we'd learn from that. You know, you do not try and do that when you've got three players on the edge of your box trying to play out. Because as soon as Katie Wilkinson cut that ball out from Amy when we played Southampton, that was it. it we were, we were completely exposed and they got... A, easy goal and so um we we need to find a different way of playing when teams push us they press press us like that i think but yeah three points you know um there were some good performances again you know we've got some really good players haven't we i mean um uh so you know we can't argue about the way the match went really because it's a tough place to go i don't think i know they're down near the bottom but i don't think many teams be interested to see how they get on at Birmingham this weekend. I mean, I think they're I think they're a, they're a decent team actually. London City. Um, I think they've got so many new players. It's taken them a long time, and they still haven't really gelled. And they've got you know that consistency in their performances. But I saw I've seen enough of them this week in the last week to know that they've got some good players and they're a decent team. Um, and uh, let's hope they can go to Birmingham and get something on um, Sunday. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, they, they play like they did in the second half against us. They might get something up there. You never know. I mean, it'd be fantastic if they did. I mean, I think the thing is, I think for them, and it's probably why they're down where they are, is they are... There's, a, there's two sides to them as well, because you say, you know, the, the two second half performances, uh, you see, you know, we've seen there's enough about them. But the first half of both, I mean, they were non-existent for 35 minutes in each game. Like, I mean absolutely terrible so it's that blend it's like the, it's the reverse of when we, when we played them at home uh, they outplayed us the first half and somehow we were 2-1 up and then we absolutely just tore them apart for 15 minutes in the second half and then that was that um, so yeah I think that's the thing like obviously a lot of changes there they're, re, they're reshaping rebuilding and um, you know something like that takes time it's always going to be a transitional season for them um, but I think the thing with us is, I think you said about teams will find us out. I think they already have. To be honest with you, I think team because we don't change. We're four three three. That's that. We play the same way for ninety minutes every game. We'll change the personnel, and at times this season, not at the right time or, or rightly, 
but we we you know what we're gonna when you play us, you know what you're gonna get. Um, and it you know it's you, you saw it, didn't you? I, I'll, I won't say too much about it again because I'm gonna do a piece on it in a minute. But um, we've seen it in several games where in mid game, normally around about you get about half time, teams adjust their midfield because they realise what we're doing. Um, and then, but you then you started to have when we played Watford at home in the cup, when we played Lewis at home in the league. Uh, so the first half against London City, you started to see where teams were doing it from the beginning. Um, so I, I do think that, that's the one thing with one of the things of us is we are we are too rigid, and I get it because we know that formation, we know what we're playing. You know, there's no concern of people going out there not sure what their role is or anything like that. But in football, you've got to adapt. Because if someone adapts to you, you've got to then adapt to their changes. Um, and we don't. We just hope that by changing the person playing in it, um, that that will do the job. And unfortunately for us, the depth, our depth isn't the same as some of the other teams in the league. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, as I say, look, great three points. Clean sheet, another goal for Husey. Um, you know, so there's some fantastic stuff. Uh, it means both former players have scored against them in the league this season because Sinead scored in the home tie. Um, you know, and at this stage, it's, it's about winning, isn't it? But, uh, you know, and we're not going to outplay teams for 90 minutes. Of course we're not. Especially the, 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 the quality in this league now is too good for that. But it's just alarming that we seem to do an absolutely dominant spell, and then we could go the complete other way. We don't. It's not just like mildly; it's heavily the other way. Uh, and I think last night was the real, um, such, you know, real example of that. Um, which you might as well move on to. Um, unless there's anything else you want to say, league-wise. No, I think we covered the league. I think yeah, let's talk about it last night and get that over and done with. <laughs> <laughs> rip the band, rip the bandaid off. Okay, so last night we went back there. It was a winner-takes-all tie um, where whoever won the game, because if you, if it was a draw in 90 minutes, it goes to penalties. Uh, whoever won the game would go through to the quarterfinals. Um, so the, going into it, the treble was on. Uh, by the end of it, the treble was not on. Uh, but it should have been. So there were changes to the team. We had a few. There, uh, we picked up a couple of last-minute injuries. Um, Rhea Percival was suspended. Uh, it's not suspended, so cup-tied. And we're not Villa where we just ignore that and play him anyway. Um, so our lineup for last night, uh, Natalia was in goal. Then you had uh, Leo Cataldo was at right-back. Fliss was at left-back. And then Amy was in the middle with AJ. Uh, then the midfield was uh, Chloe Arthur in the holding role with Anna Philby kind of just ahead of her and Shauna. And then you had Husey down the centre with Sibs on the right and Araya on the left. Um, so a change team with a bit of a, bit of a smaller bench as well uh, because of the absences. Um, and we, we took the lead after 14 minutes. Who threw else? Husey. Um, but then the second half, they scored twice in six minutes. Um, Chantel Boy Hyorka, I think it's pronounced, scored twice. 
And that was us going out the cup, and London City got the quarter final for the the zero fan base to enjoy. Um, so, again, Phil, I will uh, I'll hand over to yourself to to give your view of that game first. Well, it was just like Sunday, wasn't it? The first half we were so dominant, you know. Again, um, for the whole of the first half, I think on Sunday, the last ten minutes of the first half, they came back a bit at us, um, but. Yes, last night we dominated that first half from the first minute to the last, and um, I just thought we, um, I thought we played really well. Thought we, you know, we, we're a good team, aren't we? We've got good players, so we look, we look really good. And as you say, we scored the first goal with Husey. Um It was a great move, actually, where we got the ball down the left and uh, managed to you know, knock the ball across and then Araya t- tucked it inside for Husey to just knock it past the keeper. Um, and we looked we looked in complete control. I mean, there's no sign of anything that they were going to... I don't think Natalia had a save to make in the first half. Um, there was absolutely no sign that they were going to really do anything. Um, and um, oh, did they hit... They hit the bar in the first half or the second half? Can't yeah, remember. They yeah, they hit the bar in the first half. There's that random, half. one random scramble when they hit the bar, but other than that. Yeah, that was it. That was their one chance. And um, and we nearly got a second when Husey headed it and it was just sort of pushed past the post. It was sort of, I don't know if it was going in or hitting the post, but the keeper sort of left it to the last minute and, and thought, I better make sure. Um, I don't think she really knew where it exactly was going to drop. So she pushed it past the post for a corner. But um, again, you know, we played really well in the first half. And um, slight difference last night to Sunday was the changes at halftime probably impacted on the second half performance more than anything um, because probably our three most influential players, you know, just about anyway, um, there's been a few others like Sinead, but I think our three key players, um, uh, most assists, Fliss, went off at half-time, captain, Amy, went off at half-time, top goal scorer, Husey, off at half-time. And those three changes... I can understand it. We've got a big game on Sunday. We've just had a game last Sunday. Three games in a week is tough. I do understand it. I really do. But to make three in one go at half time, I just, I don't know. I just think it disrupted us so much. Um, even if you just sort of made a, one change at half time, another one on 60, another one on 75, something like that. Or, I mean, if we were 2 0 up, I'd understand it. Yeah, make it, you know, we, we're 2 0 up, we're in control. But 1 0, 1 0, one goal changes the game, you know, and that's what happened. So, um, really disappointing because I know, it's a, I know it's not the main cup, it's not the FA Cup, and there's no proper prize money and it's not advertised properly and it's a pretty rubbish competition we we slate it often on this podcast but it's a quarter final at stake you know um and and i've got this i i I really do believe that the winning games breeds confidence and it helps you you know and we've we've now got to prepare for a game against charlton where we've just lost a game you know everyone's feeling a little bit low and we just lost a game we should have won and it would have been so much better going into that game on Sunday on the back of a win and a quarter, and beating the quarterfinals. That's com- that's confidence boosting. Um, of course, I understand the reasons. I'm not suggesting for a minute that it was, you know, that there wasn't good reasons for making those decisions. Of course, there was. We all know that there's a big game coming up, and we and there's been a lot of football played for these players, you know, since they came back. Um, but I just think it's a quarterfinal at the end of the day. We don't get to many. Um, 
is it, you know, it's a bit, bit like the men at Everton, you know, I just think to myself, you know, we've got, we, what, what is the point of going into a competition if you're not going to try and win every game as much as you can? And it, and you're right, you, you do have an, an eye on the next game, of course you do, but who's to say that someone doesn't get injured in training anyway, and, you know, before the next game? So why not just let, why not just put a strong, t- you know, well, we had a strong team out, why not just, you know, Keep keep Husey on at least because you if you need a goal you need Husey on the pitch. As soon as we went two one down, we were struggling. You know, I don't think Paige is a centre forward. I think she's a wide player. I don't think she's effective in the middle at all. Um, I just don't think that's her position. That's not her fault. I just don't think it's her position. We saw we saw it when she played there against Lewis in the cup away. Um, I thought she. I don't think she played well at Lewis. I don't think she played well last night. It's not her position. It's not her fault. Um, uh, we played Sibs at right back in the second half. Um, you know, I, I can understand the reason for moving it and changing things around, but at the end of the day, it's a quarter final at stake. We could have had a big game against Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, you know, anyone um, who goes through in that competition. It would have been a really big, big evening for us to get in a quarter final. And, um, you know, and I, I still, I still don't, I'm still not convinced that not. And if, if someone's carrying a slight knock, yeah, of course you take them off. If someone's um, not fully fit um, and they need a break, fine. But to actually just take players off when they they could have carried on um, in a game of that, I think it's an important game going through to the quarterfinal. I, I think that's a mistake. And I think, um, as I say, it might not make any difference to Sunday. You know, when we, when we took Eb, Ebbs off at Everton after 60 minutes, we still lost 5-0 the next game against Arsenal. Um, wouldn't it have been nice to have, and he played the full game. So he could have, you know, four days later. So why not give him the full game against Everton when you could get through in a cup and have a cup run and give everyone a bit of a lift um, rather than um, a game that we're probably not going to win anyway. So he's played a full game against Arsenal where we got thrashed by, and there's no point in that. Whereas we, the game we could have won with him on the pitch, he was taken, I just, he was taken off after six, and I just can't understand it. I think, you know, I don't, and there's another thing as well, which is, which I do understand this as well. This is probably more important actually than resting players. You're training week after week, and you're not getting games. You're in a squad. The squad's good. The players are really high quality. Most of the team picks itself. We don't have that many changes from week to week. So you've got players there who are not playing very often. Who are good players, of course they are. You know, Leah Cataldo, great. You know, really good, solid players. So you're expecting them to train all week and then they're not playing at all. And this is an opportunity, of course, to play them. But it's a quarter final at stake. <laughs> you know, um, we played those, we played some of those players against Lewis um, and we, we, we ended up losing that on penalties. Um, you know, and I just think that, what, do you want to win games or do you want to give everyone a game of football who's in the squad? You know, I do understand it. They want to play. They they're frustrated at not getting game time. I understand it. But at the end of the day, there's no sentiment. There's no sentiment in football. It's ruthless and you've got to win football matches. And I just think that if it was me, I would have definitely not taken three off at half time. Maybe one and then maybe one and halfway through the second half. But that really disrupted us. And we had players out of position. I mean, Paige is not centre forward, I don't think. And I don't think Sibs is a right back. She's decent She's decent at right back because she's a great player. She, and she's played wing back, of course, so she can get up and down the pitch. But I just, um, I don't know. I just, the way I look at it is just that it's an opportunity missed. And 
we could have had a quarter final, the draws tomorrow night, and I'd be gutted. It's live on BBC One, I think, as well. The Conti Cup draw, apparently. So um, <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it, on BBC One? But um, we won't be in it now, and I just feel really gutted about it because I think we, we had that game sewn up, really, in the first half. We just needed to carry on doing what we were doing. Um, so a bit of a rant, uh, but... And I can see all sides, you know, giving players game time, giving players a rest... I can see all the sides of it, and I and I completely understand why the decisions were made. But it's the quarterfinal at stake, and I wouldn't have made them. I think you've got to try and get in a, into a quarterfinal. You know, if you're out of the Conti Cup, it doesn't matter. But we're not. You know, we could have got through to the quarterfinal. So I'm really frustrated, to be honest. Um, I hope it was all worth it, and we can put a full performance together on Sunday that makes me think, yeah, that was the right decision to do that because we've beaten Charlton four 0 You know, I hope we can do something like that. But if we lose to Charlton anyway, then I just think we just thrown away a cup comp- a competition for nothing, which is what I felt after the Everton and then the Arsenal game for the men. We've thrown away the cup run for nothing because we've got thrashed by Arsenal. So we we've got to make it, you know, we've really got to make it count on Sunday, otherwise I'll be even more frustrated than I am now. What did you make of it all? Oh, don't, don't, I'm currently getting cheered up by the fact that Swansea have travelled all the way to the ball with the FA Cup and I've just gone 4-0 down after 34 minutes. Oh, <laughs> God, I thought it was 2-0, yeah. I yeah thought it was 3-0 two, after 15 minutes, so, you know. Um, you know, um, do you remember that left-back we had... Um, what was his name? Dean Gordon. Do you remember Dean Gordon? Yeah, I remember Dino. So his son, Nathan Wood, he plays for he's, he's on loan from Middlesbrough to Swansea, I think. He's he's playing he's playing in defense in defence in that four nil, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's only young, but he's he's yeah, he's on loan now, I think. Anyway. Yeah, so uh, I I drove home last night a mixture of angry, frustrated, gutted, flat, demoralised upset <laughs> there's a whole a whole range of of emotions um do you know what again first half dominated i actually think we dominated more than we did on saturday sunday even you know we, we uh because we, london city but trying to play out the back and failing at it miserably the only their only saving grace was that that hermione in goal is really well composed so she was, when the ball kept going back to her, you know, there's a couple of times, one time we, we, we closed the deck, how we didn't hit the ball off her and score. But they were just struggling to get it out of the back. We were just getting the ball back off them. Because, you know, like we did against Reading for the first 10 minutes. Yeah, we were literally just, you know, they, they were barely getting outside the box. And we were just picking the ball back off them. And we score early, 14 minutes in, and you're thinking, here we go. We, this is, we're going to go on, we're going to absolutely hammer them here. And then come half time, it's new, it's still one nil. And you know, other than yes, they had that moment where they hit the bar and the scramble, but we just absolutely dominated. But again, there's that other one in the in that first half, the, the corner, and Hughesy headers it, and Hermione stands there and he's watching it, thinking it's going pot wide, and then she's realised just as it's, it's about to go in, and she suddenly stuck a hand out and pushed it round the post. Um, but we just for all the dominance. Once again, we didn't really have we didn't force that many saves. We, you know, the final ball at times was wasteful, um, and we had some, we had a couple of other chances as well where we just they weren't really well taken. And you know, we were, we were letting ourselves up. We we're doing all the great build-up play, and in the final bit, we were just giving the ball away, and it was, it was just just frustrating. And you could see, obviously, Araya playing on the left, 
just to keep cutting in because her right foot's her, her main foot. And so she'd break down the left and then cut back in. And then after then end up passing it off to someone who then turned on the, the edge of the box. And, you know, we weren't just getting the ball down and whipping that ball across. Um, but, you know, we were absolutely, you're you, you sitting there thinking, you know, we, we're on our way to the quarterfinal. Well, we were singing it. And in the second half, I don't think I'm being harsh if I use the word atrocious and embarrassing because that's what that second half was. There's no sugar cut. I can't, I can't sit here and sugarcoat it, I'm afraid. You know, look, I'll praise the hilt on lots of stuff. But that second half, I, I can't even begin to pretend to find some positives in it because there weren't any. We were awful. Awful. We couldn't pass the ball. We couldn't tackle. We made the three changes at half time. Put Paige up front. We brought on Moles, but put her on the right and kept Araya on the left. Made no sense because Moles has played on the left all season and Araya's right footed. Why do we keep them on the other side? I don't get it. And we took off Fliss um, and we brought on. Um, oh, bloody hell, I can't figure who now. Oh, uh, Oh, Hayley, because um, Amy went off as well. So there was so Hayley's everyone to come on. So Fliss came off the left back. So we moved Leah over to left back and we put Sibs at right back. Now, well, Sibs, Sibs has never been a right back. She briefly played left back, which didn't really make any sense, uh, in the FA Cup until Kira got injured after nine minutes and then we switched her to the wing. But she, Sibs isn't a fullback from everything we've seen of her. And it failed massively. Uh, both fullbacks struggled. They just got beaten time and time again. No one could clear the ball. We were, we were doing nothing to take the pressure off. We just started hoofing it to nobody to get it out. And, you know, and Paige, you're right, she's not a striker. She's also not had a good season. I don't know what's going on with her, but she's come back from the World Cup and it is just not worth it. She should have three goals against Lewis. She's got none. It's just not worked for her. And we might as well, because she's playing completely out of position and no one was ever really, any time we did get the ball to, was overhit or was just poor, we might as well have played with no one up front for most of that second half. You know, this, it was just awful. It was so frustrating to watch. And they were just killing it. And they, they'd... They'd had chances before they started. They scored their two goals. They had chances, you know. I mean, their first goal was a great strike. You can't, you know, you could you could perhaps criticise a bit of the build-up play to it, but it's a great hit. But their second one, I mean, we're beating easily down our right. The ball comes in. AJ's just got to clear it, but does what we've seen so many times over the years: kick it blindly straight to a, a player in the box, who and then charges out at them and then misses. And, she, and, that, and that player scores. And you've got to question how, from that angle, that's not been just parried away and it's parried into the corner, into the side, the side, the side netting. It was just terrible. Um, and, you know, when it, we improved when Sinead and Lexi came on, but that move happened so late. Um, and I, I saw Laura's interview earlier. And she said about we, we put the pressure on at the end. And we had that disallowed goal, didn't we, from Paige, which... Laura says they've got three angles that show it was onside, although they've got angles so that three players are playing onside. I know all of you guys at the time thought it was onside, 
I've got to say, I thought it was offside. And the 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 uh, on the, the the camera view you see if you watch the highlights from Palace, you can't see it because she she's out of view when she makes the run. But I, when she made it, I thought she started the run off onside. But by the time the ball's played, I thought she'd just crept offside because I I didn't see her make finish it because I immediately looked at the linesman um, and the line I put a flag up. Their defender immediately put a hand up. So we will never know unless. Palace released their their camera angles to us. We're, we're never going to know for definite, but um, it wasn't the same line. The line in the first half, who had to be told by the referee, or the referee was telling him when it was offside and stuff. She did in the second half as well. It wasn't that line. Um but our pressure was the last five minutes of the game. It's too late, and even then, we didn't. We weren't creating tons of clear cut chances. We'd play a ball down and then slide down and pass it and move around the box. Just, just let, London, let London City get back in. Um, and it was just awful, you know. And I, I just can't say anything good about that second half. It's devastating to watch as a fan. And, you know, as you say, you, you're right. You've you hit two, you know, points in the head. It, I get they're clearly, the halftime subs were clearly planned to save legs for Sunday. I get that, um, you know. Some of that comes down to squad plan injuries. Obviously, we can't have played a part in it as well. But you know, some of the squad situation hasn't helped. And bearing in mind, some of that situation has been there all season. Um, you know, you've, you, we've we've gone all season having one striker, and then have pulled that striker off to you know to, and sacrifice the cup. Um, but we, so I get I get it. And don't get me wrong, look, if we win on Sunday and he said to me, you've got six points out of the week, but we're going out of the cup, I'll take that. Do you know what I mean? I get it. I, I completely get it. The problem is, and you said it, we had the same last week. So as Palace fans, we've gone through this twice now. Last week, the FA Cup was the only hope. It's been an awful season on the men's side, an absolutely awful season. On the pitch, off the pitch, everywhere. It's an absolute mess. And... The FA Cup was the one, especially when we knew we'd drawn Luton at home. You know, you're looking at it thinking, there's a chance of a cup run here. So we pull off in the, extra, in the replay, we take Ebbs off with an hour to go and we lose 1 0 to save him for the Arsenal game, which we lose 5 0. Roy ends up looking stupid. Now, there'll be get away with a lot more because obviously there's a, less, there's a smaller fan base, less vocal about it on Twitter. Social media and stuff like that. Although I did tweet, I had to, I did make a point on the, the club post earlier on tonight or this afternoon. So I get away with it a bit more. But if we go and lose to Charlton, see for me now, we've got to get a result out of that. We've got to win that really. But we've got to get a result out of it because if we then go and lose to Charlton, we've then thrown the cup for nothing. You know, and as you say, we. It's so hard to reach a quarter-final in the women's competition. So hard. In the FA Cup, because you've got, especially now you start in the, the third round, you know, because the WSL clubs come in, it's to make a quarter-final in the FA Cup is incredibly difficult. The way the draws worked out, it would end up being an all-WSL quarter-final lineup because they've all drawn non-WSL teams. So it's just... You know, it's, it's incredibly hard. And in the Conti Cup, the way the structure is, because you've got the European teams 
come straight into the quarterfinals, which this time is only one of them. But all the groups are generally mixed. So it's very rare that the, the non-WSL teams make it out of the group stage. And if they do, it's normally like one. Um, and we had... I mean, this the last season we were in an all-championship group, but it had Bristol City in it. So, you know, that was exactly, wasn't exactly easy. Our group this time was the perfect opportunity to get a rare chance at quarter-final. We had one beforehand, which even that was a fluke to get into. We were like the best runner-up by some obscure way of how they worked, out, worked it out. It's ridiculous. And COVID cost us as fans going to that quarter-final. So this was our chance. And as a fan base, as our core group, we deserved that quarter-final. If I'm going to be selfish about it. And we threw it away for Sunday. So now we've got to win on Sunday, in my view. Maybe take, if we draw, we draw. But if we go and lose on Sunday, we're absolutely fuming. And the thing is, that's, that's not an easy game. It's going to be a terribly tough game on Sunday. But we've thrown that away. Thrown it away via various means. And the, the fact is, as you say, look, I get it. You're right. There are players who, you know, because our, our team's fairly settled, there are players who haven't made much game time, they're wanting a chance, and I get that. But we all know that, you know, if we see, you see it in the League Cup and the men's all the time, don't you? The idea is sound, but a lot of the time it doesn't work because those players haven't played many much game time. So they actually struggle. And what's we all, how many times do you see a manager go, this is like the perfect opportunity for these players to make their mark and they failed at it? You see it all the time, don't you? It's like so commonplace, so say, especially in the early rounds of the League Cup. We did it for the first two games, but when you got the chance of getting to a quarter-final, yes, we probably get hammered in a quarter-final. That's, you know, it's a blimmin' quarter-final. When you get to that point, you just got to go for it. Keep, keep those players on there, get yourself 2-0 up, then make the changes. But we just, we absolutely killed ourselves yesterday. And it hurt. And it really, really, really kicks me more than anything. And it's the same I felt this a couple of years ago when under Vieira, when we had the FA Cup semi-final, we lost to Chelsea. And that day, their fans were awful. They No singing. They were leaving, weren't they? They were left before, a load of them left before full time. You know, no, no passion or desire. And when I ranted about it to a mate of mine as a Chelsea fan, he was like, his, his opinion was, just another semi-final. They get them all the time. You know, the, the final will be more important. They couldn't give, they basically, they couldn't give a crap. For us, everything, we were outstanding that day. You won't see a better group of fans at an FA Cup semi-final than, our, than we were that day. Even at, at a full-time whistle, we were superb. Their fans did not deserve that win in that final. We did. And we had to sit there and watch them who couldn't give a crap that they got it. Same as the FA Cup final when we lost to United. Their fans pants the whole game. The half of them didn't even see the trophy lift. They sat the manager before I got back on the coach. It meant nothing to them. It would have meant everything to us. And that's where it really kicked me. And last night, that, so that quarter final would be everything to us. To have that opportunity, that rare opportunity to go and see our team play in a quarter final. And, you know, I don't care if we didn't get turned over 5 0 by Man City or whatever. We go sing our hearts out and have a great time. And we go, wow, we had a quarter final. We finally got the series in the quarter final. Instead of the regular, just always losing in the group stages. And instead, London City, whose fans suck. They're awful. Terrible. They're not, not, I mean, 
most, I don't even think, I don't think any in their first team. They're just, not a single thing. We've played them twice in four or five days. Nothing. No singing, no noise, nothing. Absolutely nothing. And they get to have a quarter final. It's just not fair. That's what kicks me more than anything. And that's why I say I feel hurt about it because that sounds stupid because it's just football. But that is what's really, really got me because that kind of thing bugs me so much that it would mean everything to us and our fan base and what we bring to the games. And they get it. And they get me for them. They, 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 they don't care. <laughs> There's no one there that pretty even thinks about London City during the week. It just, uh, it just, uh, that's what really, really kicks me. Um, and uh, if we've got to look back, I'll, I'll give you a chance to say something so I, I take a breather and then it's just a point I wanted to make about the actual League Cup as a whole and our performance in it but then if there's anything you wanted just to add in from while well, I chill down for a moment well I agree you know I feel pretty much the same as you um, I probably haven't um, expressed that opinion in, as, 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 as well as, as you have actually I think you've shown how much it really, you, you know, how much it really does mean, and it does mean a lot to us. And I think, you know, um, promotion or cup. Uh, I mean, you know, it, the chances are. Let's let's be let's let's be completely honest about this. The chances are, Birmingham will win the league. That's that's you know, we've got a chance. We've got to go for it. Um, every game matters, of course it does. Um, but it's a you know it's a long season. We haven't got. I don't think we've got. We've had so many injuries throughout this squad. We've we've brought players on loan who have come back from injuries and never really got over them, and they've got new injuries. And you know, so I think we you know we've brought in some great players. Obviously, this this summer, um, last summer rather, and um, and and but let's face it, our squad is not as good as Charlton's squad or as the Birmingham squad. So. You know, it, we need a little bit of luck. We're going to need a little bit of luck to win the league. We're going to have to have a lot of luck with injuries. We're going to have, a lot, have to have a little bit of luck with the way games go. Um, I don't... I mean, we've, we, ha, we, we have got game changers on the bench. Um, we haven't always got them on the bench. Depends what's on, you know, depends who's fit. Um, but um, to be honest, you know, the chances of... I, I think, personally, the chances of us winning the league are probably as much as... As as much as winning a, a quarter final, you know, um, we, if we got to the quarter final of the of the of the Connie Cup and got I don't know who's gone through, but say we got even if we got someone like Leicester or some more Villa or someone like that, I don't know Villa will probably be thrown out, but say we got someone in the bottom half of the WSL, I think we I think we'd have a chance with our full strength team. That will get us into a semi final. I mean, it's just those occasions that you remember. I don't, you know, I mean, if we win the league, of course, brilliant. We're going to remember that forever. But if we come third or second in the league, we're not going to remember that. But if we got to a semi-final or we won a quarter-final against the WSL, I mean, I'll, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. You know, those are the things that I'll take to my grave. You know, and I think, you know, the chance, I just think those opportunities come around only occasionally you've got to take them, really. And you've got... And I'm really gutted about last night. I'd be more gutted if it was an FA Cup uh, quarterfinal at stake, and we put, you know, we, we didn't, uh, we took three of our best players off at half time in that. I'd be much more upset because the FA Cup's obviously much more important than the Conti Cup. Not, not only it's just the what it's worth, you know, the esteem it's got, it holds and stuff. But I just think that um, it's, it's football's all about memories and occasions, and. Um, I'm just really gutted about it, really, because I just think we could have we could have got a really good draw, maybe at home to 
um, Arsenal or Man City. Can you imagine? You know, Lauren Hemp. I mean, those are the those are the things that will, that, that you'll remember. You know, and I just think it's a shame, really, that we just didn't make sure we won that game. If we were, were 2-0 up at half-time, I, I wouldn't have any problem because the team should be good enough to hold on to that. But on 1-0, the game's completely open and we've taken our three, probably our three best players off who were on, that, who were on the pitch that, um, last night. Um, and um, unfortunately, not only the fact that we took those off, but the, the, the team was then disjointed because of it with players, I think, playing out of position. So we were weakened and we were weakened further by players not being in their strongest positions. And it's a real shame, you know. And um, yeah, as a fan, I just think it's all about memories and occasions. That's all I remember. You know, I don't, it doesn't bother me if we finish third or second. I mean, if we win the league, great. But there's nothing to suggest we will based on taking three players off at half time. That's going to make us win the league or not. I mean, it's just, it's much more than that. But taking three players off and not winning the a game to get to the quarterfinal, you know, it does make a difference. So I'm, yeah, I'm gutted as well. And I think, um, I think, you know, I think you're right when you said it was probably pre-planned. I think, I think, I think everyone would have known in, in advance. You know, I'm going to do that, make these changes at half time. Everyone would have known, and unless there were injuries, of course, which would have changed things. But, um, but what I don't understand as well is when you're bringing off, if you're bringing on Haley. Um, uh, why, why didn't AJ go to right back and Phillips go into defence alongside Haley? You know, that, if you're going to do that, I don't understand putting Sibs at right back. I would have put AJ at right back and put Phillips back in there. You know, and it's just things like that really that would have made more sense to me. So, put Moles, Moles was the striker. Put Moles up front. Do that what you say. Keep Sibs at right wing. Put Moles yeah. up top. Or or. Even if you're going to do what they did, why leave why leave a right on the left and put Moles on the right? The complete opposite of the entire season. I can only think that that was tactical because they must have thought that the right back didn't have the pace, or that would have given Araya the best chance to get past. That they must have done some homework to have done that to make that change because it didn't make sense otherwise. So they must have they must have thought right. Let's have a look at the full backs. Who has Araya got more chance of? Of, of, of just beating for pace constantly and they must have thought that the right back was slower and and the right had the best chance of getting through each time but that's the only reason I can think of but um, you're right Moles, Moles in the middle she's played there before loads of times under Dean I mean I remember when Moles was keeping Elise Hughes out of the team as a centre forward on occasions you know so I don't understand it, really. Yeah, I mean, or even put Moles in the middle and put Page on the right. You know, yeah. um, if you're going to bring them both on, if I just don't, you know, yeah, I just don't understand it. Um, it should be a simple game, but we make it. We seem to be making it more complicated than it needs to be. To me, that's just my view. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they they clearly. If you look at their tactic, like last night, their tactic was pump the ball over the top, down the middle. Time after time. They didn't do that on Sunday. Now, there's one or two reasons I can see why they did it. One is because that new striker that they signed from uh, America, she played. So whether they either identified that her strength is running on the balls over the top, and that's why they did it. Or the other is because AJ played at centre-back. Because the fact is, is AJ has never been a centre-back. And all the time she's played there, she charges out. She's her positionally, and because that last season we conceded so many goals 
through that happening, where she'd charge out, miss the ball, be caught out of position. And that's what they did last night. You know, they did it time and time again. So again, your, your suggestion of, you know, perhaps they move AJ to right back and put Phil's back, mate, it would make sense. We didn't do any of that. Just it, None of it made sense. And we just threw it away. Threw it away. And the thing is, you look, you, you look at this group, right? There are three opponents in this group are three of the bottom four teams in this league and have been for the most of the season, yeah? Two of them are in the relegation zone and have been there basically all season. We lost to Lewis on penalties, the worst penalty, one of the worst penalty shootouts I've seen. We beat Watford 3-0, but let's be honest, we should have been losing at half-time comfortably. And then we lost to London City. So we won one game out of three against those teams. The it, the squad hasn't done it. You know, it, it, it's it's a bit worrying when you when you look back on it as, as a whole. You know, um, it's just oh, just frustrating. And I don't mean I'm going to sound just really moaning, but it just it, as I say, look in the day if we go and beat Charlton as much as I love the final, I can deal with that because I say right, okay, look, it, it's worked out in the long run um, for that weekend. So you know that's that's okay. But if it doesn't. You just—it's—it's a, it's a big, big gamble on, on what ifs, isn't it? Um, you know, and I kind of feel like you know, there's, there's some squad changes. I think we before this window closes, if we can, there's some squad changes that I think need to happen. Um, personally, I think we just need to Kira. We need to send Kira back. We need to send Lucy back. It's not their fault. They've come off of long-term injuries and bless them, they've had this season that's just been the struggle to recover from them and, and find their fitness. And So it's not their faults at all. And I'd, and fully, I'd love to see them both back and get their chance here. So it's nothing against them. It's just we're now nearly the end of January. Kira's played nine minutes and Lucy's had a four, you know, late you know, second-half substitute appearances. Neither of them are in the squad. I mean, we know Kira's injured again. Lucy's not been in any of the squads so far this year. We can't... We've carried... Our squad's carried players all season. They, they've not been available. And they, they would have been key players. They'd have been... You know, Lucy probably would have ended up... If it probably ended up starting. You know, Kira would have given us another option to get the rest of these, like last night. We've not been able to do it. But they're still in the squad. You know, we're still covering Fran. We haven't had Fran all season. But we're still... Paying her a contract. Ellie Noble has come back all season. You know, it's been out all season again. That's not a fault. She's been out long term injury, but it's a squad place. It's wages we've been paying. You know, so for Ellie, she needs to go out on loan. I, I, I believe that's probably what's going to happen. But you know, she needs to loan to be able to go and get us some game time. And, and you know, and we we need a couple more. I know we've got rearing, but we need a, a couple more experienced players in the areas that we need. You know, we need another forward. Because the fact is, you know what's going to happen at some point? Hughes is going to get injured. And that'll, that'll be us done. You know, she needs, sometimes you just need that option just to freshen it up a bit. You know, just, you know, and we just, so I think if we want, if we, if we want to keep ourselves in competition for, for the league, we, we need to make a couple of those changes uh, squad-wise, I think, just to give ourselves the best chance. Because as you say, Charlton's squad, they, they invested heavily, so did Birmingham. Uh, you know, and squad-wise, they're they're ahead of us. 
You know, Southampton probably are as well. You know, and Sunderland. Well, they're just having a cracking season, aren't they? They're, but um, you know, we are. You know, at the moment, um, we, you know, Annabelle trying to keep Annabelle fit has been difficult. Um, so, you know, I just think that you know, a couple of if we could, I mean, I don't know what's available, but there's a couple of moves I think we need to do before the uh, before the window shuts. Um, but it's just something I wanted to point out before we briefly review, briefly preview the Charlton game. A worrying trend, and I've mentioned it before, but it continues, and that is our inability away from home to kill off a game. Because we've done it several times now. We went to Sunderland, dominated the first 45 minutes, we're only 1-0 up, second half, go... The other team, something that came out, buoyed by it. They changed their tactics. They got on top. They drew, we drew one all. We went to Lewis in the cup. Absolutely hammered him for the first half. Annabelle had a goal wrongly disallowed. It's nearly at half time. Second half, we're not as good because Lewis came out buoyed by the fact that, again, they should have been 3-0 down and it's still 0-0. We still got 1-0 ahead. We can see the 95th minute equaliser, losing penalties. So we drew one all in that game. We've got the Reading. Uh, the, the last game before the... Uh, the break, we absolutely dominated them for that in that first half, especially for the first thirty odd minutes. Got one nil up, didn't add a second, conceded on the break, drew one all. Last night, one nil up, half time, dominated, should be more clear, didn't do it. We lost two one, and it could have happened on Sunday. You know, we run that we run that risk of doing the same thing on Sunday. It's costing us time and time again at home. So, but it seems to be different at the VBS, and we seem to we we have these spells, which kind of probably mask it a little bit, where you know we we the, the Durham game. I mean, it was three and a half time when it. We had a spell in the second half where we scored a whole load of goals in a flurry. London City was two one at half time. We came out, we scored three goals in about nine minutes or something like that to put the game beyond them. We scored. You know, against Lewis, we were struggling, but we scored three goals in quick succession. Blackburn in the cup the other week, we were we were we were losing, but we scored got an equaliser, and then we scored twice in three minutes. Um, we did it against someone else as well. We 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 scored goals in clusters. So at home, when we've had the dominant spells, you know, a fair few times, we've actually we've got us got the bad a couple of goals out of it, and it's taken the game away from the opposition. Away from home, we're not doing it. And it keeps costing us. Um, so that is something we need to try and find uh, a solution to uh, and fast because, you know, the, the, the games are starting to run out. Um, so, yeah, that's something else I wanted to, wanted to point out. Yeah, um, summarised brilliantly. I mean, I think some of our away performances have been, you know, really good for long periods and then really poor for long periods. <laughs> Um, and, and and the same happened last night, didn't it? So, yeah, we've just got to be more consistent, I think. Um, and we've got to be able to adapt better when the opposition are on top to find a way out of that situation. Because, you know, we, if, once the team gets on, like last night, it was just like the Alamo for a period. We couldn't get out of our own bottom last third. I mean, it was just literally, 
Um, so, and, that, and some of the panic sort of clearances and everything were just, it was incredible, really. There's no, we just seemed to lack composure. I don't know what happened. It just, the whole confidence seemed to go out of the team in the second half. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just, um, I think, you know, we've got a lot of young players. I think that, you know, that does, sometimes that happens. And, um, uh, and I think one of the things from last night as well, I think Laura's going to, would have learned an awful lot from that game. I think she'll um, have learned a lot about some of the players, um, whether or not they're really ready for this level. Um, and maybe that will inform her decision-making in the summer, you know, regarding next season's squad. But um, so I think, I think, yeah, I think there'd be, and it's, and it's difficult as well, because like you said, you know, coming in, you, you, you know, you mentioned when someone hasn't played and they're given a chance in a cup competition, the pressure on them is enormous. They've almost got to do more than anyone else, you know, because they, they haven't had that opportunity. So um, enormous pressure on players. And sometimes they might try too hard or try to do things they wouldn't normally do to impress more. So it's really difficult. I mean, I'm not suggesting for a minute that it's easy for those players coming in. Um, and, and, and you know, they gen, generally, I thought, they well, they always give everything for us. I mean, we, the one thing I'll say about, this Palace women's team has always been like this every time, ever, ever since I've been going, is they will give you everything, you know? And that's why, win, lose or draw, we will cheer and clap them off the pitch because they always give us everything and they deserve that. So sometimes performances might not be great, but it's about more than that for us. It's about that connection and that um, and that effort that they give us every time they go out there with the shirt on. So, um, so yeah, I think, um, I think there's some players that might be thinking... They didn't do themselves justice, but then I can understand the pressure they're under having that opportunity that they've got to take because they don't get they're not getting many opportunities. Um, but at the end of the day, the second half wasn't good enough. I mean, Laura said it herself. She said it was it wasn't good enough. So she knows. I think she would have learned a lot about some of the players actually um, last night. And uh, one one point just to finish on 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 last night's one for me. Um, it was just so good to see Leanne Cowan out there playing for London City. She had yeah. Terrible injury, um, was out for a long, long time. I don't think many clubs were prepared to give her a chance because of the injury, because they weren't sure. London City did, and they're going to benefit from that because that's she's a great player. She's a she's going to give she's going to be a great signing for them. Um, and I was, was really pleased, uh, pleasing to see her out there. And she came over to us at the end as well, which was a lovely gesture. She didn't have to do that. Um, so um, really pleased that my highlight of yesterday was Leanne Cowan actually seeing her on the pitch. Yeah. I tried desperately to get a laugh out of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Telling her to nod it in and all this stuff, and got got the song of she's a Palace fan, which she, she did say afterwards that she struggled not to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, actually, it's fantastic because she wasn't just she wasn't just injured. Was I think she had uh, an illness as well because she's both from what? So yeah. Oh. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely fantastic to see her back out there. Um, the, uh, the the weird thing with us is you you know look you're right everyone, they, we know they give everything and that's as you say that's why we sing to the end and we we stay there because you know look we could it would be very easy when it last night especially when we know how long the bloody huddle goes on for for us all to just have the um take the flags down and piss off. Do you know what I mean? It'd be very easy, to, but we don't do that because we love the team and you know we're there at the bitter end and. You know, we know that, that they'll give everything, and so we 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 stay and applaud and sing till the the they go off the pitch. You know, so you, you you're right on that. The this, the crazy thing with us this year is when I come back to that Jekyll and Hyde is how quick we can 
how quickly we can switch. It goes one way or the other, which alternates which one comes first. But between sublime and awful, do you know what I mean? We, we, just, we don't seem to have a medium at times. So, you know, we can, some of our stuff this season has been absolutely phenomenal. The domination we've had, some of the, we've talked about the goals we've scored, the style of the goals we've scored, some of our stuff we've seen has been absolutely incredible. And that's probably what makes it harder when we then switch and the next half, we can't pass the ball. We just think, what has happened? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We just put this team to the cleaners in the first half. It's just really bizarre why that, how that changes and how it can change so quick. It doesn't transition into it. Uh, but it happens the other way around. Where sometimes the first half, we, we're like that. We, we, we just can't get anything going. Then the second half, we just turn it on. And it's it's, it's, it's bizarre, bizarre season. Um, one of us, I want to very quickly point out last night, which is just weird. I did tweet about it earlier. But with the stewards, I just noticed the first half, we're standing there singing away. And I really, I'm thinking, I was become aware that someone's like next to me because I was still on the back step of that terrace. And then there's a, a steward leaning on a bar right next to me. So I turned around, because I caught him out of the corner of my eye, and I realised there's three stewards standing there, literally right in that little bit of corner. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're like, you know, a couple of foot apart from each other. I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, there's no other stewards around anywhere. There's three stewards here. And there was only, what, I mean, if there's 15 of us, it'd be amazing. A couple of those were kids. And so I asked the bloke, I was like, is there ever any reason for this <laughs> while you're all here? And, you know, and he's re- he, he said it's because they're bored and they wanted to watch the game. And I'm like, yeah, we can watch that anywhere, but you're all here. And he was like, oh, because... And he genuinely said, because London City have no fans. I mean, that's true. But he said, London City have no fans. It's nice to actually see some fans there. So that's why I kind of stood there. You know, I can tell you, you know when you know the line? Because, I mean, through my job, I've seen it over the years. I know how these things work when you're then trying to make up a reason why you're doing it because you can't be honest about the real reason. Clearly, they've been they've either been instructed to stand there by someone or one of them has made that decision to go there for them to all stand there. But I know because Russ started, so he then cocked it and he started trying to say, talk to the other two, saying, like, what is this? What's going on? And they weren't telling him. And, you know, it's not until I said to the bloke, like, all politely, but I said, you know, look, there's there's stewards everywhere. Sorry, there's there's no other stewards around the entire ground. And it's free as you here with us. I said, look, I told him what I do for a living. I said, you know, look, I know how these things go and how it looks. I said, and, and this doesn't look good. And then he, he kind of acknowledged it and then he took one of the other guys and they walked off. But I just thought that, for me, like, I know it probably sounds like I've been a bit over the top. I mean, I've ended up, I spoke to Grace today, I've ended up emailing a contact at London City. Um, I'm not looking for anyone to get me in trouble or anything, but I just wanted, I just asking, like, is there an explanation as to why that was the stewarding plan? Because my point in it was, you know, we go there, we sing, we have a good time, we back our team, we love, the, we love our team, we love the women's game, we're not troublemakers, we're not anything like that. You know, but for those kids, I mean, the thing for the kids in the end, you know, they did not notice, they didn't, they didn't bother them and that. But it can be quite daunting because of the reputation that comes with football. If they didn't start seeing stewards there, they might think, why are, we, why are we getting closely watched? You know, and 
like as I point as I put in my email, for other for for, for I use the term fans loosely, but for those guests who were there standing around the rest of them who weren't Palace fans, if that's their first game that they've been to in the women's game, or their first game they've been to um that Palace have been at, it would have been easy to look, see us with three stewards to be honest, and know you over stewards elsewhere, hear us singing, and make the assumption that we're troublemakers or a concern or a risk or something like that, which gets us a bad reputation, which gets the club a bad reputation. And that's not on. And that was my concern with it, was the fact of how it it can very easily paint the wrong picture. And because we were there Sunday in a bigger group. So it's not like we'd caused a problem on Sunday, the raise the risk. I mean, God, the, the woman on the gate didn't even search the flags this time. She's like, I, knew, I saw you all here Sunday. So, you know, there's... It was just really weird why they did it, but I just thought it was a bit off. Well, it was just odd because they were so close. I mean, they didn't even try and hide it. I mean, even if they stood 10 yards away together and and kept an eye on us, it would, it's because they were literally standing amongst us and it, the three of them are right behind us. And it did. It gave the perception of anyone else in the ground that they that they that they needed to be there because we were going to cause some sort of trouble, which was which is absolutely ridiculous, as we know. So, yeah, it was all really odd. I just don't know. I mean, if they just stood in the in the corner of that end, it wouldn't have been an issue. They could have still sort of seen us looking across, you know. And I don't know. It's almost like they would. People, some you could almost argue that they were waiting to see if someone said anything at all that they could throw us out for almost to make their job yeah. work work. And and obviously we were never going to say anything to given that. I mean, I remember one time when we sit, we were all singing um, when Shauna scores, we were on the pitch and I actually turned around to one of them and said, don't worry, we won't, we won't. Be going right. when there's, there's only one left after the other's gone. And I said, yeah. Like, yeah. Really. yeah, I thought, I thought I better just let him know that we're not going to go on the pitch. You don't have to worry about that because I'm just thinking, it's almost like they were trying to find a reason to pick on to pick someone out and almost make their make it worth them being there. I don't know. It was just all very strange. That's what it looked like. I'm sh- I don't know if that was the case, but it certainly was. And you're right about the perception it gives others in the ground. It makes it look like you know, like we've got to have stewards near us because we've got some reputation, which is absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, and I'm glad you wrote to them. I think that's right. Um, I've got a right to talking about emails. I've got a right to Chelsea. Actually, I've been given. Um, I've got. Chelsea, I found Chelsea's. Found out Chelsea's um, women's um, stadium uh, uh, person, and so I need to contact them about our flags for Chelsea because um, the information that's come out from Palace is that you can't take a bag into Chelsea that's bigger than an A4 size. Obviously, yeah. Uh, flags <laughs> the bags yeah. I, I mean the chances are we won't be able to put 19 flags up in that end anyway there's not going to be anywhere to put I them I don't think we'll that. be able to fill because from what I've heard they, they they got permanent flags all at the back of the stand right so, okay. so I don't actually think we'll be able to do the flags for that game well I'll find out if we can at least take four or five and just put those up but you know I don't see why if, if it's our end why would we have Chelsea flags behind us Surely we can put ours up at our end and they can move theirs or we can put them over them. We won't just, you know, there's, there's ones if they're permanent can still be there when we go. But for our, you know, I, I'll i see what they say, but I, I, maybe I can update, once I hear back from them, I'll, I'll update everyone on another pod. But, um, but yeah, we, you know, we're known for our flags and, and our noise and we need to ensure that we've got a way of, for, of representing that in, in that game. So, 
Um, I'd be very disappointed if they say we can't bring any flags. Really, I mean, even if we just bring four or five, that'll do. I don't mind it. You know, we need to have some of our flags there. Um, and I think it'll be really a bit of a killjoy for, from them if they don't let us. I can't see any reason why they wouldn't. Um, and we've got fire certificates for for most of them. So we, even if we just bring one with fire certificates, that 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 should be sufficient. I mean, so anyway, I'll see what they say, but I'm, I'll be really disappointed if we can't bring any. Um, yeah, with, yeah, we'll see what happens. I just remembered bloody number three, how she's not got sent off. <laughs> well, so I'm going to very quickly yeah. mention it. Their number, London City's number three, should have been sent off on Sunday. She went in, took out Araya out from behind. Free kick was given, no yellow, it's a blatant yellow. Then she had a clash with um, with Annabelle, or one of the players did, who actually fouled Annabelle. Annabelle got booked. Their number three shoved Annabelle while she's sitting down, shoved her over in front of the ref, no yellow. She then caught Hughes in the head. I mean, that one, without seeing it back, I don't know. But she should have had. She should have been off for the the foul on Araya from behind, and then the shove on Annabelle. And then last night, she should have got booked as well when uh, she she did a bad tackle down in our, our end, and then it started a bit of a melee. And she had a long talking to, but didn't get booked. She's like Teflon. Um, but I had to just mention that. Um, but yeah, uh, no. Yeah, so I'll see what the club come back and say about that. Um, yeah. Do you want to very quickly mention the club's wear of time, very quickly mention the fab, and then we'll very quickly talk about Charlton. Yeah, not an awful lot to say because it was the first meeting. So the fan advisory board is something that's come out of the... Uh, uh, there's a review of, of, of English football, basically, and one of the things that came out that was accepted by the football authorities, the FA and the Premier League, etc., was that each um, club should meet with fans under a fan advisory board um, uh, at least twice a year, I think it said. We're hoping to have at least four to six meetings with the club a year. So, um, But it was the very first meeting. I, you know, I knew a couple of the people there. I knew Ryan, who's the uh, international member um, on the FAB. He's based in San Francisco. So he was just like, he was about eight hours behind us. Um, so it was sort of early morning for him, I think, when we, when we had the meeting. And then... Um, I know Sue Macy, she comes to all the Palace women's games. She's there um, on behalf of the Palace Independent Support Association. And then um, there's other people there from gold members, away season tickets, uh, disabled group and um, the uh, Proud and Palace group as well. So um, uh, and also ambassadors and and, and, and a, a, um season ticket holders and stuff. So there's quite a few of us. I think there's probably eight or nine of us there. Um, and then the club uh, re represented by Sharon Lacey, who chaired. And then um, uh, we had an FA, uh, a Football Support Association person who sort of spoke, talked us through how these, how it's, how it's worked with other clubs. And so we could take on board some of the things that have been successful elsewhere. And then um, uh, Sean O'Loughlin, I think his name is, he's the finance director. He was the most senior person from the club there. Um, and uh, Mike Summers from um, uh, the uh, Palace for Life, he was there. Nikki Gibbons, who is the um, uh, supporters liaison officer, she was there as well. And then Sarah, I um, can't remember her surname, she took the notes, she works at the club as well. So it was a real mixture, um, and uh, it, it was really positive. We're going to be announcing a co-chair, so the meetings in future will be... Uh, as this wasn't really a proper meeting, it was a, it was an introduction really. So when we start meeting in the future, there'll be a co-chair from both sides. 
So we're going to be um, arranging for our co to vote for our co-chair amongst our group. Um, we're due to be meeting in the next two weeks, just the um, fans groups uh, to sort of talk about things we want to put on the agenda for the next meeting, whenever that is, and things that um, mean a lot to us. It's really important that individual complaints aren't for the fan advisors. So, you know, someone's seat's broken. That isn't for us, you know. Um, it's things that affect a number of people. So um, if there's a real problem with, I don't know, the ladies' toilets, you know, they're constantly leaking or whatever it might be, that affects a number of people. I mean, that will probably be brought up outside of the group anyway but that's the sort of thing we you know so we're we're really talking about things that affect a number of people um it's really positive it's definitely a 50 50 thing it's not it's not led by the club um they've said to us that every single suggestion we put forward they will consider um and if they and they will try to implement it they will want they want this to work they're really committed to it and if they if they can't do something because obviously they you know People have different ideas. There might even be disagreement within our group ourselves about what we want to do, you know. But they've said that if there's a if they can't do something that we're requesting, they will give a full reason. They give full and frank reasons as to why they can't, and we can then you know put that back out there. And there'll be minute there'll be notes of the meetings and stuff, summary of each meeting. I think it's going to be really good. Um, uh, I'm in a bit of a different situation to a lot of the others because a lot of the others are all about the men's side, you know. So I'm I'm representing the women supporters. Um, so uh, my the things that I raise will be probably different to what all the other people raise. There might be some crossover with like things about you know um, some support and and, and for dis disabled staff etc. But generally that will be mainly stuff on the men's side and Sellers Park and all that sort of stuff. So it'd be very different. I've got I'm coming from a completely different angle to most of the others, um, and um, and I'm just keen to sort of represent the the supporters group really. And and through the Facebook our face loyal Facebook page, I'll be putting out. Um, I'll, 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 I'll let everyone know what's going on. I'll be I'm very you know I'm gonna be very open about it all. Let everyone know what's going on. Ask for anything that want to be raised, and I will then put them forward on behalf of people. Um, so that I, you know you've got a voice. Everyone's got a voice who watches the women through myself. So anything you want me to raise, I'll be very happy to do that. Even if I don't agree with it myself, I'll, I'll, that's not that's not the point of this. It's about representing people. So if um, there's things that you think are important that need to be raised with the club about the women's side, supporting the women's team, anything about Sutton, for example, or anything like that, please do um, let me know and then I can raise them with the club when we meet, um, uh, uh, which we hope to do four to six times a year, which um, probably during the season, so it'll probably be every couple of months, I would imagine, during the season, which I think will be quite good to do. That's it, really. Not much to say at this stage. FAB. <laughs> it's fab Thunderbirds for those who were too young to remember <laughs> <laughs> so it, won't be, it was always going to be wasn't it a, a, a kind of finding out session so um, yeah. the interesting yeah. thing will be the next couple of meetings where you start putting things forward and, and seeing the outcomes of that really um, that would be that would be yeah. the because the club has history <laughs> for failing to uh to get things done, as you say, I suppose the thing for us is we've got the points of contact with Grace and, and Sharon ourselves. So, um, yeah, in that sense, yeah, we've got really good communication set up with them already, which is really good. Um, so, um, 
it's this is just almost to supplement that i suppose and formalize anything that we want to put forward because of course our, our contact with them is pretty informal through whatsapp and stuff but um through this group it's everything will be noted and it'll be f a formal request that will be put forward if if we if we need to put something forward formally then at least then there'll have there, there'll be a, a, a proper recorded response about that accepting it or rejecting it or whatever it might be so it's helpful i think for that purpose yeah but um, now i was impressed um they're really keen you know they're really keen to make this work and um it definitely is not a tick boxing exercise whatever anyone says online um, believe me, it's not a tick box. You know, these people stayed up, stayed with us until 8.30 at night. They'd worked all day. And they, you know, they, they stayed with us till 8.30 at night. And then they, some of them had to travel all the way across London to go home. And they were there because they want to make this work. They're not there because they want to tick a few boxes. They're not interested in that. They want to make this work. And let's face it, we all, we all want the same thing. We all want the best for Palace and Palace fans. We all want the same. So it should it should be easy to make it work, you know, because we're all trying to. The aim is to get to the same destination. So I think um, I think it'll be really successful. Um, I mean, I was really reluctant about doing it because I thought I, I really did think that there should be a female Palace fan representing the women's supporters because I just think that sits right with me. But no one came forward. It just left me. It was only me really that was left, and I didn't really want to do it. So by default, I'm doing it. But to be honest, you know, I'm quite glad I am because I think it's going to be quite an in it's going to be quite interesting hearing what all the other lots say about the men. Because I'm not going to get involved in that. I'm not going to be representing any of the men's groups. So if they want to talk about Sellhurst and this HF, want to talk about flags and displays, I'll be quite interested to hear all that. So, but I've just had my little section where I can talk about the women's team. So I've got the easy. I think I've got the easiest job out of all of it, really. So that's quite it's quite good. I could be nosy about ninety percent of the conversation, and then just get my get my ten minutes in to say, you know, what about this and what about that with the women, you know. So it's going to be quite good. I've, I've I think I've got the best best role out of all of it. Uh, you know, I look forward to in six months' time when you come on in and go, just a bloody tip box exercise. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I honestly don't on. think I will. Yeah, well, I've, got, I've got to think... move this on because we're going to run it. You, the, your your yeah. quick view of it has gone over. And we're running out of time before it becomes okay. to, to process this into a, into Spotify. So, oh <laughs> yeah, go, go for it then. About the small matter of a South London derby on Sunday. The clowns are coming to town. Unfortunately, mm. they're top of the table clowns, who uh, allegedly are unbeaten in 101 days in all competitions, despite losing last night. Um, but they have been unbeaten for a long time. They've only lost what, one game in the league all season, I think. Um, which is ridiculous. Which, ama which amazingly was to Watford, which I think. Watford, yeah. And there was three nil down in that as well. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, that's the funny ways of football, really. Um, you know, it, it it's going to be an incredibly tough game. Um, the fact the fact is, is they outplayed us for 90 minutes at the Valley. I mean, their fans are silent. But they outplayed, on the pitch, they outplayed us for 90 minutes. We Their pace killed us. We couldn't get a grip of the midfield throughout the game. Yeah, really, we, we, we levelled twice. And their their winning goal was a complete error <laughs> in goal for us. You know, it was a bizarre game, really. Um, where But mistakes were made in lineups and subs, the lack of thereof and stuff like that, and, and not altering the problem, which we highlighted at the time. But Charlton were a better team. You know, whatever we want to say about them, they, they were a better team. They, they've invested heavily. You know, and there's a reason why they're top, and it will, you know, 
I would be very surprised if he doesn't come down to between them and Birmingham at the end of the season. You know, hopefully it's us. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to those two because they are the two who've gone all out squad-wise more than anybody else. Um, so it's going to be an incredibly tough game. But we also need to, you know, I, the, the officials are going to be key because Charlton love a penalty. They keep getting penalties. I, I tried to, I've tried to look up how many they've had this season because I'd heard someone say 10 before they're one on Sunday. I don't know if it is quite that high. Um, footy stats would imply that they've only had like four, but I can't believe that either. Um, but what concerns me is how they're getting them. Because, I mean, I haven't seen... I'd, I'd love someone to put to find all of their penalties, which you can probably do if you go back through all of the um, highlights on the FA player. And to actually review them, because they're either, you know... Masters that are well trained at winning them, or the old dark, a bit of the dark arts. And the problem is, unfortunately, it may well be that loads of them are legitimate. It's just their great players earn those penalties. The problem is, I've only seen two of them: the one at Lewis, which was a dive, uh, which the ironic thing she didn't score the penalty and gave a load of stick to the Lewis fans, despite the fact she dived to win the damn thing. <laughs> and then their one against Blackburn on Sunday, which they missed. But was it not a foul? It's literally it's three minutes in, and the, the defender closes it down, and the, the child player just falls over, and they get a penalty for it. So that's the problem: is the two I've seen were never penalties, and it was just cheating, and poor officiating has bought the cheating. Um, so I'd be curious to what the other ones are because I said the rest of them might be completely legitimate penalties because they play very good football, child, and they're a good team. They've got good players, so it may well be that a lot of them are. They've just been too good for teams, and it's forced the penalties. It just doesn't help that the, the two I've seen were never penalties in a million years. So the, we, we, we need to be aware of that. In Anything in the box, we need to be aware of what they're going to do. That they, you know, they'll, In the day, they will still try to pull one. Um, and I hope the officiating does as well. But we need to be on it. We sacrificed a cup last night for it. So we, we've, we've got to be on them. Because the fact is, is the way we've played, the way we played for the Blackburn game in a cup, the way we've played in the second half of both games against London City, those games alone, if we play like that on Sunday, Charlton will beat us. And they will beat us comfortably. You know, we we, we can't afford to give... They're gonna, it's going to have spells. We're not going to dominate the game. But, you know, they're going to have spells. And we've seen how good they were the first time we played them. And that was our first defeat of the season when we played them as well. Um, we, we, we've got to be on it. Um, and we've got to... If we have our spells, we've got to take our chances in them. Um, it's going to be absolutely key because they will score goals. That game at um, the Valley, we lost that game in midfield. I mean, we just could not get to grips with their midfield. Um, and um, and and the first goal they scored from and- Angela Addison was just a cracking um, finish on the down the left. Strike, yeah, great strike. And. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, obviously the win. I mean, to be honest, we didn't play well. They dominated the game really. We had a couple of chances and stuff, but we were unlucky to lose really because it was only a mistake from Natalia that led to their winning goal. You know, um, so when you think about it, losing three two there and not playing, if we, you know, if we, I'd imagine that if we're able to play as well as we can, I'd imagine we'd be too strong for them. But it's just we just don't know what team's going to turn up for us at the moment. That's the problem. Um, but yeah, it's going to be um, a really it's going to be a really tough game. 
Um, and I just hope that we can we can put a performance in that we've been threatening to put in for 90 minutes rather than just the odd 45 here and there. But um, we're going to have to be uh, at the top of our game to win it, that's for sure. And um, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you know, they 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 they, they struggled to be. It's a lot. It was a 93rd minute winner at Lewis, and I watched that game, and, and they weren't any better than Lewis. I mean, it was a scrappy game. I think someone was sent off and it was just all scrappy and fighting and it was just all a bit weird, really. And then they got the last minute penalty, which was a complete dive. And I can't believe the referee gave it. Um, but yeah, um, so I've seen them play brilliantly against us and I've seen them in other games where they've not looked good at all. So, I, you know, but their record says it all. They've only lost one game all season in the league. So um, they're going to be really difficult to beat, aren't they? So it'd be an interesting game. Yeah. They had a run of three games where they, they got a penalty to beat Birmingham 1-0. Then they got a penalty to draw the following week against like Durham in the last minute. And then they got a penalty the following week to beat Lewis in the last minute. So basically, penalties just gained them um, five points Yeah. Um, across three games. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, Blackburn had like two shots on target on the weekend. They scored both of them, I think, and lost 3-2. Uh, so it's going to be incredibly tough. Is they are a very good team, you know. I hate to say, it, but they are a very, very good team. They're up where they are for a reason, you know. And it is going to be if we beat them on Sunday, we would have earned it. Do you know what I mean? It's going to take a really good performance to beat them because they've got a very talented squad that they keep adding to. They've added another two this in the January window, which I knew they would. Um, I mean, I'm at the point where the amount of money that them and Birmingham must have spent on these players that they've brought in, the amount of players that they've brought in. For, for Darren Carter and Karen Hills, not winning the league is failure, as far as I'm concerned. They've 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 thrown everything into it. They've put so many so many. I mean, they must have both of their squads must be huge. Must be people that just don't get you know can't even make the twenty three or whatever. So you know to to, to not win the league for them this season will be a failure for those two because you know when you look at our squad how young it is, the amount of injuries. You look at Sunderland and what they're doing. You know, for us to be up there, and for a long time to have been ahead of them both, I think it's been quite an achievement, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an incredibly tough game. Um, I'm, I'm going to wrap, wrap things up just because of... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, that brings us to the, the predictions. The predi- your prediction for uh, Sunday. I just think it's going to be really tight. I'm going for 1-1. I think Hughesy will get another one because he just he just doesn't stop scoring at the moment. So I, I, I'd love to. I'd love us to win, and I hope I'm wrong. But I'm going for 1-1 draw. Do you know what? There's every part of me that thinks we're going to lose this game. <laughs> just because the way that they played, because of how we the game against at the Valley, and because we throwed last night for it, it'll be then be typical, like with Roy last week, that will then you know go and lose this and be moaning about next week how we threw it for nothing but I'm going with the power of the VBS and I'm going to go for a 3-2 Palace win mm. yeah so uh, yeah 3-2 I reckon Hughesy scores Sinead scores and it's a toss up between whether it's Moles or Shauna I'm going to go Shauna I'm going to go Shauna Shauna gets the winner as a oh, oh, I'd love that yeah that would be one. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? So uh, the irony would be if we won, we won three two, and all our goals were penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'd love that so much. I almost want that to happen now you've mentioned it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, a key thing would be whether Annabelle is available or not. That'll that'll be key. Although she's she struggled since coming back from her injury, but mm. that'll be key, I think, on definitely Sunday. Not fully fit, um, is she? Yeah, she's definitely I don't know if she's been playing with an injury and, and that's why she was missing again last night, but she doesn't look fully fit to me. There's just that little bit of sharpness that's because she's so good. Her first touch and movement and everything's so good normally. It's just a couple of signs that she's not at her absolute sharpest, which you'd expect after being off for that length of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, she's such a great player, isn't she? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So, with that said, um, I think that kind of anything else you want to add, Phil? No, that's all for me. A bit of a whingy one tonight, but you know. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so, uh, right, with that said, thanks to everybody who's listened, whether it's live, on the replay, on Spotify, thank you very much. Uh, sorry, sorry, it's been moany, but, uh, you know, I'm sure people can understand, and it's just, you know, football's about the passion, isn't it? If we did have the passion, what's the point? You know, so, you know, we, we, all, we rejoice with the highs, and we feel the lows, and that's, you know, a lot of us, that's what we've, we've been around, you know, the result on the weekend, on the Saturday, affects your weekend and the start of your week it's just how how a lot of us are isn't it it's um you know we're just passionate about the game and our, and our team so uh, but hopefully it's still been an enjoyable listen for you all and a good insight and um hopefully we'll see as many of you down there as possible on sunday um big crowd to see if we can set a new attendance record for the vbs would be fantastic and hopefully go and beat those clowns uh right so thank you very much phil cheers mike Come on, you palace.